I really, I'm more kind of nosy. I just like to see like who's writing or who took this class already <laughs> and see if they like it, if they would recommend it. But that's really it. My motto kind of is like fun and fitness. I love fitness, but I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. I did a lot of that for many years, being in different races, training for different events. And I'm 44 now. I'm kind of like, you know, I want to move for an hour every day, even more on the weekends, like if I'm not working, because I love to and it's healthy. But other than that, I'm good. I don't need to like beat anybody. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the clip out. Episode 159. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. So uh, other than complete and total anarchy, how was your week? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So (laughs) what a week, guys. What What, a week. What a week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reminded of that old joke. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Right. So uh, I guess let's uh, let's just get straight to it. Let's do just let's not even talk about what we're going to talk about. Let's just get into it. Okay. No, even shameless plugs. Oh, you can shameless plug. Okay. Should we? Uh, let's no, not let's shameless. Not. Let's, let's not. not. You yeah. either, if you're here, yeah. you know. You, you know. Yeah, let's not. Sh- like, we will, let's, let's focus on the issues. This is a big thing. We will bypass the shameless plugs and get straight to the stuff. Okay. So here we go. It's time for news of the Pelican. It's been a crazy week for the African-American community. I would say for the whole world. Well, for the whole world, but them especially. Absolutely. Right? Like that's, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, you know, like you can be an ally, but at the end of the day, you're still a bystander. Uh, For sure. Uh, you know, in, in a way that that they are not. Right? We, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. We can't, we can't possibly know. Yeah. And so, um, and obviously this is, you know, this is a Peloton podcast, so it might sound a little weird to like, so let's talk about Peloton at a time like this, but it's, that's, that's our sole reason for existence. But Peloton has entered the fray on this issue, which is pretty brave. And I know a lot of corporations try to co-opt movements. Yeah. And they try to co-opt them without actually taking a stand. Right. Yeah. And that's always kind of icky. Yeah. And I don't know, from my vantage point as a white guy, because everyone's like, hey, what does a middle aged white guy think about? Right. right. Like, I thought it was like they put it on Front Street. They were like, no, Black Lives Matter. Like they didn't they didn't try and be like, you know, we're going to donate. We're going to do something. We're going to have a moment of silence and not say what the silence was about. Right. They, they, They said no. They said like, no, this is reach critical mass and black lives matter and like it or lump it yeah personally i support peloton fully not just because i love peloton right but because i sincerely believe that all people do matter and should have a voice and um whew, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna be very <laughs> vulnerable here um as a white person i don't feel like i ever really got it I didn't get it. Yeah, I'm I'm saying that. So um, that's hard for me to admit. Sure. Uh, you know, but I didn't. And uh, this last week, um, watching that video of George Floyd, um, something just clicked 
in my brain in a way that it never has before. Right. How lopsided the system is. Yeah. I never really thought about it that I didn't have to worry about certain things. Uh, and I am ashamed that I didn't realize that. I feel embarrassed to say that out loud. That is really hard for me. But I'm here now. I will do better. Yeah. I'm not just going to say I'm going to do better. I am going to do better. I am educating myself. I am currently reading How to Be an Anti-Racist, <laughs> uh, which was a suggestion by Robin. And um, I donated, we donated to the NAACP um, Legal Defense Fund this week. And we, we didn't just make a donation. We signed up for a monthly donation. Right. It's ongoing. Ongoing. And I, I talked to my HR department about doing something for our colleagues. Right. And uh, I don't know that anything will happen with that, but I asked. But you at least started the conversation. I did start the conversation. And if enough people start that conversation, they will start to feel the pressure. And those are very small steps. I don't want to be like... So small. Yeah. <laughs> so small. I don't, I don't mean a... like everything's better. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it, and it's always difficult to talk about this, which I think is a lot of times why white people don't talk about it. And maybe some people will lambast us and that's fine. Like, I get it. I, I mean, get it I do, too. I, I get it. I don't like, want to be preached to. Right. And it's like... and I. And so, like, you do what you can, and and even if you're late to the party, at least at least you showed up, right? Like that's that you know, because that's also the the situation of like I understand when people are frustrated when somebody's like finally gets it, but also if you want, you can't tell people listen to what I'm saying and then get mad when they do. But I also understand the frustration from people when they're like, "But where have you been?" I and, do too, and it's funny because like. Behind the scenes, you and I sometimes get into it because oh, totally. I've been a little bit more sympathetic to this over the years. But I will also say I don't want to sound like I'm some paragon of justice. Like I'm probably only about 18 months, two years ahead of the curve than you are. Like I wasn't it wasn't that long ago that I was kind of like, eh, just do what the cops tell you. And now you see that like that ain't that's not good enough. A lot of times. No, you know, a whole lot of times. Yeah. And, and honestly, with my mouth and the things that I say. If I were a black person, I probably would have gotten in a lot of trouble a long time ago. Probably. But I think like, let, so that's kind of where, where we're at on everything. And, and maybe people don't care. And if you don't apologize for if it looks like we're trying to make it about us. So no. I think let's shift gears and talk about what, what Peloton is done and how this relates to Peloton. Because like I said, that's, that's why the show exists. So yes, that's the um, prism we look at things through, even though it might seem trivial. <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Peloton donated $500,000 to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Uh, they also sent out a very strongly worded email. I thought it was strongly worded yeah. um, that said, we haven't done enough. We need to do better. And to Tom's point, I was not trying to make that about me. I was trying to say, we're doing better. Right. We're, we're trying to take small steps. Yes. Yeah. This action that Peloton took was was mentioned in several news articles, including The Wall Street Journal, um, which if you subscribe to our newsletter, you will get a copy of that or a link to that rather. And um, Peloton also canceled all live classes on June 2nd for Blackout Tuesday. They wanted to take a moment to reflect and out of courtesy of their coworkers and colleagues and employees who were hurting and in pain, give them a moment to take that in. Sure. There was a post by Robin Arzon that really stood out to me. It was talking about 
how it's time to get uncomfortable in the service of black liberation. And she talked about educating yourself by listening to people of color. And she recommended the book, How to Be an Anti-Racist, which is why I'm reading it. So like she did good because that's at least one person that listened. (laughs) I think that book's been selling like crazy lately because I've seen lots and lots of of tweets from people suggesting that as one of the books to read. Yeah, there's a lot of great white fragility is another one that is on my list to read. Uh, that I've heard a lot about. I think we might already own that one. Oh, I'll take a look. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you 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 buy books so fast. It's yeah. hard for me to. And that one was on sale a while back, and I'm like, that sounds really interesting. So I picked it up, <laughs> but I have not read it yet. But I, th- if not, we own one similar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Robin also suggested following uh, some people who educate about the people of color point of view, anti right. anti racism. Uh, Rachel Cargill. Privet Prague and Mo Motivate. So they're all educators. And she pointed out, if you're tired of seeing posts about racial injustice and George Floyd, imagine how it must feel to be disenfranchised and disempowered because of it. I don't have answers or authority on this, but I know how to listen and get to work. That spoke to me. Yeah. And so I wanted to read that for people who, who might have missed it. Peloton had a special class today. They had two special classes. Tune Day had a ride at 5 p.m. And it was called Speak Out. And then there was a meditation with uh, Chelsea Jackson Roberts right after. So if you haven't taken the ride, you should. Uh, it was a ride like no other that I've ever done. Tune Day took the opportunity to read several quotes from several instructors about how they're feeling during this time, things that they're going through, um, reading their points of view. She also spoke up and uh, talked about very powerful quotes that that had spoken to her about racism. And uh, it was a very, very powerful class. I definitely think that everyone should take it. It was very different. So don't go into it with expectations that it's going to be a party because that's right. not what this was. Yeah. Um, nor should ta- it be. It's not time for a party. No. Yeah. It's not. So that happened. And then also, uh, I kind of at the beginning of all of this. Yeah. I So <sighs> I, let me tackle this part just because you're. It was related, though. It, yeah. Like, I, I feel like it was, which is why I moved it up. So I Crystal puts together the topics. I put together the, the run of show in terms of what order we talk about things and how we lump things. And so she had this next topic just as a topic. And then I. I lumped it under this, which is the OPP has been set to moderated posts uh, and that you have to be approved before your post goes live. I moved it up to this section because I feel like they they were already having a lot of people getting pretty douchey mm-hmm. on the OPP. I mean, historically, you're like, oh, you're, you're really that's a newsflash, Tom. But I mean, but as this was ramping up. The OPP was getting not just ugly, but racist. And so they without really saying why they set the OPP to moderated post only. And I think in in retrospect, it was because of this and probably because they knew they were getting ready to make a, a pretty aggressive statement on behalf of the Black Lives Matter movement. And they just didn't want to deal with D bags. And so. I don't blame them at all. And who knows? Hopefully we don't have to take a similar tact after this. But if we do, we do like whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, it's this isn't there's a time to be polite. And but sometimes being silent in the service of politeness is only aiding the wrong side of the equation. Exactly. If this week has taught me anything, it's that 
my silence has helped to perpetrate this. And if that means that people don't want to listen, then I get it. I mean, I, I you're entitled to your opinion, but don't get me wrong. Not every episode is going right. to be talking about this. Yeah. You know? But th- this happened like yeah. this. This happened and it has happened. And we can't pretend that it didn't. And I can't sit here and pretend that I am not horrified by it. And I can't. No. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yes, I agree with you that that's what happened and that's why the OPP was was changed. And on that, there's another thing that I really want to make sure to highlight, and that is Alex's post on Instagram. We haven't figured this this whole day has just been crazy for other reasons um, besides everything else going on. And so we have not figured out what we're going to play, if any of it, during right. this episode. But I want you to hear what Alex has to say on Instagram because it was raw and emotional and it was real. And I think we all need to hear it. Yeah. So please do. And if you if we add it in here, listen, if not, it'll be in the newsletter. I posted it on the page. I posted it in the group. I yeah. posted it everywhere I can post. So please, please take the time. I've been searching for the right words to come up here and speak with y'all. But there are no right words to describe how I'm feeling right now. So I'm just going to have a real raw emotional human moment with you. I'm fucking scared, I'm tired, I'm hurt, and I'm angry. And enough is enough. I need y'all to wake the hell up. I really need y'all to wake the hell up, yo. This shit is real out here. My people are dying. Black individuals like myself, young black men, kings and queens, are not making it home safe, getting killed on broad, in broad daylight on camera. This has got to stop, man. I'm also feeling and I'm dealing with this emotional level of guilt because... I've been so blessed to be accepted by this Peloton community for the last four and a half years. You guys accept me with open arms, respect, love, trust. You allow me in your homes. Your kids love me. I love your kids. We, we have dialogue with each other. But y'all don't give that same energy and love to my community. And now I'm living in this emotional guilt of like, y'all give me love and I, and I feel like my entire community got its back turned on them. For some of y'all, y'all think this racism shit isn't even, a, isn't even real. Listen, if I'm in your home, if you rocking with me, racism is real. It's really your life. I'm in your life. I got to deal with this shit, too. I'm not exempt for this because I work at Peloton. I got cameras in my face or y'all show love. I get reminded every time I get a haircut in Brooklyn, every time I get pulled over and the cop pulls my ass out of my car and sits me on the fucking curb. That's a 50-50 chance I'm playing with my life right there. That's a 50-50 chance y'all wake up to go see me teach club bangers the next morning. That's a 50-50 chance I get to text my mom goodnight. That shit is scary, man. Ultimately, it's like that shit is scary. I just look back at my recent text messages with my mom. It's nothing but just confirmation that I'm alive. Lex, are you good? Lex, you okay? Call me. Checking in. You good? My mom, my mom is at a point now where she's like, if she doesn't hear from me for a couple of hours, she goes to my social media to check my story. She goes, Lex, as long as I see a story, I know you're breathing. That should not be like that. I'm a grown-ass man. I text my mom every single night to make sure to let her know I'm alive. Come on, man. This shit is scary, guys. I need you to really wake up. I need you to ultimately do better. I need you to teach your families, teach your people in your communities. Surround yourself with individuals who do not look like you. The only way to learn is to surround yourself with individuals who do not look like you to read, to grow. Stop repeating the same shit. It's time to evolve. I'm tired of this shit, man. I'm not trying to wake up tomorrow and see one of my brother's names into a fucking hashtag. In the words of Ali Love, my life is not a trend, yo. Our lives are not trends. My life is more than a fucking hashtag. How would you feel if you woke up and instead of taking club bangers, you turn my name into a hashtag? Like for some of y'all, the reality is not going to set in unless I explain it to you like that. Therefore, I need to put this on y'all. 
You know what I mean? It's out of love, out of respect. But for, like, I got to keep it real with you, yo. I don't think I've been doing a good, good enough job of keeping it real with y'all. My people need to be protected, man. My kings and queens need to be protected. This shit is unreal. I just pray that for the people watching this and following this, this message hits you. If you don't follow me, I hope this message still hits you. If you're one of those people who like, yo, I'm not paying attention to this fuck or whatever, I pray for you. Because you know what? I can't fight hate with hate, yo. I don't, my, mother, my mother and father raised me better than that. I can't move like that. I'm going to fight this shit with love no matter what to the, to the day I die. But there's just some times where like the love ain't working. I just got to be on your ass and keep it 100 with you guys. Please wake the hell up. Please teach your kids more better. I'm not going to sit up here and give you guys a history lesson because, to be honest with you, I'm too damn tired and I'm not equipped for that right now. So what I am going to do is point you in the right direction. Major shout out to my colleagues, my brothers and sisters, Chase Tucker and Ali Love, because they're taking time out of the day to really provide you guys with information, resources, tools, and the knowledge. If you're blind to this shit, I want you to go to their page right now. Check, check what they're posting out. I don't have the energy to post that because, honestly, guys, I'm fucking fed up and I'm scared. I'm just trying to make it another 24 hours, man. Sometimes the highlight of my week and the milestones of my week is waking up and ultimately making the home safe. Those are my two biggest milestones sometimes. And that's not right. So if you're watching this, please wake the fuck up and do better. Okay, back to more regular news. Okay. What would have been the lead story <laughs> in yeah, a regular week? Probably would have been. I wish, wish it could be the lead story. The ESPN All-Star ride happened. It did. Um, it was interesting to watch on ESPN. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Really? Yeah. Um, I hate sports. I hate watching sports. Like, I don't hate sports that they exist. Don't misunderstand. But, like, I don't like watching sports on TV. I can't. I get very bored. And there's something about announcer voice. I say this to you all the time. Right. Like, as soon as I hear it, I'm just like, ah, get me out of here. They you know? pukers. I the, could. Yes. Good, good morning, everybody. It's 8, 10, 10 minutes ah, after the hour. Ah, ah, stop. So I can watch a game live and enjoy myself. But watching it on TV, not so much. So ESPN, not really my jam. We had to, like, Google what the channel number was. <laughs> We had no idea where it was at on our cable provider. It does not surprise any of you. I know it doesn't. Um, so once we found it, though, I was surprised. Like, I enjoyed seeing people's outputs and, like, what cadence they were doing and yeah. what uh, resistance they were doing. I thought they did it pretty well. I thought it was interesting that, that the people writing could hear the announcers' voices. Yeah. That, I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Because, like, if you're a football player, you can't hear the announcers. Well, there was only eight of them at a time. Yeah. Also, 20 minutes really flies by when there's commercials. Yeah. Like, it felt like five. You're not the one peddling. Right. Well, that is so true. And and also, I don't want to make this all about calibration because that is a whole nother episode for a whole nother time. And I am not in a good place to do this, that right now. I think this episode is already controversial enough. Yeah, but but I, I just I just have to say, I thought it was interesting that that like the winners had output way above the rest. Yeah. And, and then when they put the rides up on demand, how those outputs were squashed in like 10 seconds. Like it, it, it just don't worry about your bike. That, right. That's my end game here. Just yeah. just do you and worry about beating your own output and don't stress about the leaderboard. Because if you if people can beat 
Olympic athletes, right. then there there's something wrong. Something's up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just not right. But but I will also say, like, I think as an end user, like, don't get worried about calibration. But I think if they want to continue this as programming, they need to find some sort of way to make sure that it's an apples to apples comparison. I was super curious about that. Like, did they, given that it's COVID, I'm kind of thinking they didn't. Yeah, because like, they're not going to send somebody over to calibrate a bike. Like, they that kind of defeats the whole purpose of the self quarantine. Well, I didn't know since they had to like put special stuff in place for programming at home and like the lighting and stuff. If they had sent somebody over to help with that or assist, like even from the window, you know, right? Like I, I don't know. Yeah. I have no yeah, answers like, on this. It's just my imagination, right? Like wondering somehow, things. Somehow they got a camera in there, so maybe that guy could do do the bike too. But I, yeah, I don't know. No clue. But uh, if you were wondering and somehow you missed it, Colleen Quigley won the women's race on ESPN. She beat the second. Person by over 100 watts And her total was 346 KJs for 20 minutes And Matt Grievers who's a swimmer Crushed the men's race with 417 Watts Incidentally uh, Colleen Quigley came in Fifth on the overall leaderboard So it was like four men and then Colleen Quigley Oh, So just to kind of put Her numbers in place with the men's I'm glad they split that because it is Very different Um, So I thought it was interesting and new And I liked it and it was fun to see something different. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do this moving forward. Agreed. Have we had any sort of indication about ratings? Did people watch? Did anybody uh, care? Just judging by the Peloton community, people well, loved sure, it. sure. But, but I have no idea yeah. in the real world. But my guess is that it probably also brought in a lot of people that maybe don't normally pay a lot of attention to ESPN. I think that both happened. I think people who watch ESPN were surprised. Right. That this Peloton thing was on. Yeah. Maybe... It might have changed their opinion yeah. about what was happening. Totally. Um, but I also think there were a whole lot of people like myself watching ESPN for maybe the first time in 20 years. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it, it's funny when you see some of the people that are like, oh, how is this on ESPN? And I'm like, dude, ESPN like legit shows people playing cards. There was cornhole like, after Peloton. <laughs> right, yeah. Like that's a thing? <laughs> yeah. Like I play that with my family in, right. in so, Jefferson City yeah. in and the like, backyard. And, and right now there there's a there's a, a you know not a lot of sports for them to to cover cuz the 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 cornhole was clearly new cuz the they were wearing face the masks. The contestants were wearing face masks but but like they show poker when everybody's healthy. Yeah. Like 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 <laughs> let's not pretend you're above Peloton. Yeah, there was a time when we would have when you would have never thought that people would just be playing cards on like at that point like if you're going to show poker on ESPN then they just need to just flat out show D&D. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. Well, you know, there's uh, even some of the video game sports. Are yeah, the being, esports. Oh, yeah. my God. Those are huge. Yeah. The and, esports and are so huge. ESPN's showing those as well. Yeah. Okay. So let's make it controversial again. <laughs> Bloomberg had an interesting article about the future of gyms and the strong performance of the Peloton stock as of late. Yeah. Uh, whew, it's been on a run this week. Let me check. I haven't I haven't checked it today. It's been uh, down a little bit. We're at 47.83 as at the close today on June 3rd, but it was up to a high of 49 and some change uh, earlier this week. And the theory that Bloomberg has is that there was a, um, 
a report that came out about fitness trends right. saying that people are not going to be returning to the gym. They you, base oh, you, that. You mean they base that on what we've been saying? <laughs> were we quoted in there? Well, no, we were not <laughs> quoted. Actually, they to be fair, they based it on real data. What right. they did is they went to the states where the gyms have already opened up and they were checking to see like how many people have come back. Yeah. And it turns out not so much. Yeah. yeah well, especially like, like we've been saying, if you've already bought one, why would you go back? Yeah, like it's not like you can return it to the store. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, yes, that is their take. Um, But just before that, there had been an article in the Investor Observer. Who knows what that means? Sure. And they had said that they felt like Peloton's performance overall is kind of changing Wall Street to change their view on Peloton. Uh, there's a lot more investment houses that right. are coming out and saying, hey, you should, this is becoming rated a buy. And and in this case, it was rated a strong buy. You know what I'm going to predict is driving that? What's that? I think some of the people that work in those investment houses bought Pelotons. <laughs> that could be. And they were <laughs> they like, tried it and they were they, like, oh. They tried it and they were like, oh, game changer. Didn't know. Didn't think about that. Now I get it. And now I get it. And they're, and, and they're like, oh, geez, like, let's just because this is way cooler than I thought. Could be. And, and I see that you put this all together and I think this makes sense. There was also an article in The Atlantic all about how relationships with the gym have changed forever. And I think that they have. Yeah. I know that I saw the feedback whenever I posted this article. A lot of you uh, said that, yeah, it's changed forever. There were some exceptions and there were people that brought up some very good points like YMCA programs and things like that. Like what's going to happen to that? And I think that's a very good question. Uh, I could see a place for community gyms still existing, especially for kids, especially for water programs. I feel like a place like the YMCA is probably pretty safe because they offer a lot of other services to the community. Very um, good point. As well as meeting places and daycare. And so I think... My guess, if I were a betting man, is that you'll see the, you know, the 24 hour fitnesses of the world really struggle and and start to contract and that the YMCA's will will pick up some of that and and actually probably be okay because, like I said, they offer a lot of other services. And when the other places start going away, they'll be the place left. Makes sense to me. No. So a. Controversial, but slightly less controversial. <laughs> a lot less yeah. controversial. <laughs> yeah, I say that ironically, just yes. to be clear. Uh, the Peloton customer service has been having a, a few snags as of late. Yeah, I, I went ahead and posted this because, or went ahead and said we should talk about this because I posted a, a video that came out on NBC in Washington. There were a couple of families locally that were looking for recourse because they had bought a Peloton bike and for whatever reason they stopped working and and then Peloton was unable to come back and service it or pick it up. And now these were brand new bikes, right. but because of COVID, they could deliver it to their doorstep, but they were unable to come back and pick it up. So, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I think there's two things wrapped up here. One, I think that there is an issue with people getting bikes right now during COVID and something's going on with the pedals. Yeah. I'm seeing this a lot and I don't know if they're not being installed correctly because what's happening is the installers are putting them together, then setting them on the doorstep and leaving. So the owner doesn't always have a chance to try it out. Right. Right. Because, of course, they're trying to practice social distancing. 
or if there's something going on with the pedal not working. Right. I don't know. And I, I'm not trying to start concerns that don't need to be there. I'm just saying I've seen this enough now in different places and it's the pedal. Yeah, it seems consistently to be the pedal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I know that you have to thread the pedals backwards. I know very little about mechanics, but well, I have seen enough of you post about that. You thread one backwards. That's right. right. Yeah, because if not, then you'll you'll end up unscrewing it as you pedal. Exactly. And I don't know if that's what's happening. I suspect, based on the the influx of comments that I've seen, that is that is a good chance. And but you would think the an installer would know that if they're installing them. Professionally you would or or maybe Maybe the delivery service they've Contracted and people who are Delivering the bikes aren't the same People that normally do I, I yeah I don't XPO know. Could be third partying it out we don't Know right just because Peloton contracts With XPO doesn't mean anything like there right. could Still be another third party now here's Where it starts to get a little crazy Though because now Peloton has set up a rule That they never had in place before Back when I first got the bike If you had something wrong With your bike they would send you the parts and tell you how to fix it. Now they do that. But here's the thing. It voids your warranty now. Hmm. If you make your own repair, it voids your warranty. So what people are saying is, okay, here are my options. You deliver me a bike. Now it breaks. You didn't tell me that this voided my warranty. You then sent me the parts to fix it. Then I tried to fix it and that didn't work. And now my warranty is voided. That's a problem. Yeah, that's... And that's why I said this is a customer service thing, because it's unlike Peloton to make a change like this and not communicate it through their customer service. Right. I also noticed that their customer service, the the people have been posting it, they don't seem to be the customer service that I'm used to seeing. This seems to be a different team. Right. Maybe they've been outsourced as well. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it is different than what I've seen in the past. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like it's worth saying, not to mention... All the people who have treads that have broken and have broken bases, they can't get new ones. Right. Which I get at the moment. Like, it's just, and I understand their frustration too, but like, I also get that, like, you, how, what are you supposed to do? And, I know. Yeah. And they have to keep paying. Like, if right. they financed it, they have to keep paying their finance. And, and what people, are having trouble understanding is that's through a third party. Right. It's like if you put it on your credit card, because that's essentially what you did. You just have a Peloton specific credit card that the credit card company is like, yeah, that's a shame, but you have to keep paying us. Like yeah. we are not, Pel- we're, we're MasterCard, not Peloton. But and, if it but- were a MasterCard, you could do a chargeback and you can't do that now. Okay, that's fair. And yeah. so I'm not, I don't have a solution uh, yeah, totally. at it's, all, it's a, a, uh, but I get why people are frustrated. Yeah, it's an unusual situation given what's going on with coronavirus and, and and so I understand the position Peloton is in but I also understand the frustration of the customers I know I'd be yeah I had somebody reach out to me after I posted that article and they told me that not only it, now they, they've been an owner for a long time and they have a bike and a treadmill neither of which is working oof so they have six thousand dollars worth of equipment in their basement that doesn't work I, I get it I, I would be upset too can't even imagine what this house would be like if both of them weren't working right now it would not be good no um, so I, I, for those of you dealing with that, I feel you, I hear you, I hope that it gets resolved, but I just, I felt like there's enough people saying this, that there's, I've seen a lot of comments about like, you know, first world problems, you're complaining sure. about nothing. And I started there on this issue, not going to lie, yeah. but I've seen it enough at this point, repeated in multiple places from different right. people. 
I'm starting to have a little bit of a, ooh, this is starting to feel more systemic than than it is isolated. Yeah, there's always been isolated incidents. When you're, when you're this big and you're selling this many to that to this many people, like, there's going to be snags and it's like, we're not here to report on every single issue. No, like, like no that. of course like not. That just, down that road lies madness. But this one seemed like a larger pattern. Exactly. And Peloton uh, is officially on Apple TV. Woo. I know you're very excited. Yeah. You love your Apple. <laughs> <laughs> so congrats to all you Apple people. I don't really know what this does for you. I mean, I get it in theory because it's like an app and you can watch right. it on your iPad. You can watch it on your TV. You can watch it on whatever, whatever like because Apple TV means that you have the app on your TV. Right. So I get that. But I'm also hearing people say that like you can't put your heart rate on it right now. And for anybody who isn't sure about this, it's only on demand classes. Now, I did hear from a little birdie. That live classes could be in the works. That's a rumor. Gotcha. But um, I don't know. Besides those basics, I don't know much about it. Right. I know people are super excited about it. It's a big deal. Congrats. Maybe someday something will happen with the Android app <laughs> and I can celebrate with you. <laughs> something you can enjoy. Peloton was featured on CBS Sunday morning. Yes, that was so cool. What a great feature. It was all about things that are happening with COVID and they did a whole feature just on Peloton and how it's changed the working out. And so it's all stuff we already know, but right. what a great thing for them to be featured on CBS. Yeah, it's always fun when there's something that you like that gets featured in a place like that. Like, I mean, when the when the monkeys had a, was it when they had a new record out or when Nesmith came back, but they were featured on it's CBS. It's hard to remember. It is, but it was, <laughs> but they were featured on CBS Sunday morning. Were and they? So, yeah, and so it was like, I mean, it's not like there was anything in there I didn't already know, but it was still cool to see them featured so so prominently. And don't worry if you missed it, because if you get our newsletter, and you should, then you will get a link to it, and you will be able to see the whole thing. And you can sign up for that at theclipout.com. You sure can. Uh, Ma- Maddie was featured on uh, Rhode Island News. Yeah, so, you know, he's been working out locally in Rhode Island with right. his parents, because he's been living in his parents' basement. And uh, so they featured him, like, you can work out with the Rhode Island native. It was so <laughs> cute. Like, it was, like, he did a great job. I say cute, like, that, like it diminishes it, and it was not like that. Right. Like, it was a very good feature on Maddie Peloton, the whole thing. But it was but it was also cute in that Rhode Island boy makes good. Right. You know? um, so congrats to Maddie, as always. You know, we're big supporters. So the quest badge is complete. It is. And for anybody that was wondering, uh, when you get the fourth one, it just has four circles. It doesn't come together and make like some cool Voltron thing. No. Yeah. Maybe next cool. time. But it was a neat. I, I really enjoyed this quest yeah. badge. It was cool to be told to go take specific classes. There's always so many classes. I'm like, what do I take? Right. And this was very specific. And I knew everyone. Like, boom, instantly. Yeah. I probably am not a good. I don't think I was really the target. I think it was people who don't do all the things all the time <laughs> that they were really trying to target. There are people like that? Yeah, I know. Uh, but I did like how each badge added on. So if you did week one, you had one circle. If you did week two, you had two circles. So week four had four circles. So gotcha. you get a different badge for each one. If you did all four, then you have all four badges. But if you only did week four, you still have week four. So it still has your four circles. Gotcha. And there's a, a flash challenge on the tread. Yeah, I can't remember if I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when it started. So I just wanted to make sure that I did. Uh, you have until June 15th to take four classes. Uh, they can be hit intervals uh, it has to be hit or any speed class. And so you can find those by going to the treadmill running and then choosing either speed 
or hit. And um, I've really been enjoying this. I really like these these flash challenges because, again, it gives me a very specific task and I and I enjoy those. Plus, I've been working on my hit with my strength, like hit strength, hit strength. It's a good combo for me. So the bread collection has come out, came out, I guess by definition, it came out. (laughs) Yes, it did. Collection. Yeah, that is true. Uh, it uh, it hit the streets on May twenty eighth. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was like they had very few selections, but I would consider that a capsule a capsule collection, which they do sometimes. Right. Because of that, it didn't have a huge variety. It also didn't have a huge variety of inclusive sizes, which so some people were a little bit disappointed. Also, we're back to. We have reached the popularity growth again, where everything is selling out in a couple hours. Gotcha. And so there's a lot of disappointment about that. Uh, A lot of disappointment about that. I get it, guys. All of you need to follow me and turn on your notifications because (laughs) I mean, as soon as I know it's up, I'm telling you guys and and I I have I don't usually miss out. You don't. So I'm painfully well aware of that. Sorry about that, Tom. (laughs) Uh, And this would be no exception. Yeah. Purchase some things. They arrived today. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats, postal system. What are we congratulating ourselves for? You. I was congratulating oh, you. Oh, I see. Because, yeah. So I really liked it. <laughs> and uh, Tunde had a classic rock ride that someone brought to our attention because it features the aforementioned monkeys, my, <laughs> the greatest band in the world. I wanted to make sure that you saw this, so I knew that you would see it if I put it in this list. And uh, so November... 11th of 19, there was a monkey song in the playlist. Mary, uh, Mary. Yeah. Are you going to do the class? No, of course not. Okay. But uh, but that's good that they use Mary, Mary. Sung by Mickey, written by Mike. Of course. That's a very early song that was uh, written by one of the actual members. They didn't get to do that at first, so that's a big deal. Oh. Yeah. Sure. It is. I, I believe you. Yeah. I just wouldn't have known that, but of course you know that. Of course I know that, but yeah. And that was, uh, that was posted in our group by Cindy... Katsky. So thank you for sharing that with us. That was a nice little thing to share. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? (laughs) Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste 
texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. <laughs> it's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Yes, thank you. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via the magic of Skype a phone is Joni Young. Hey, Joni, how's Hi. it going? Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Hey. How are you? I'm doing okay, as well as anybody can be expected in uh, these crazy times that we're living in. But thank goodness I have a lot to be grateful for. My family's healthy and we're working from home and kids are good. So I feel very grateful at this time. That's wonderful news. I'm glad that everybody is home and safe. And exactly. It is cra- It is indeed crazy times. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we won't get into that because I could I could go <laughs> off on some tangents and that won't be fun for anybody. So we'll stick to the fun stuff. <laughs> so, Sounds so, good. Um, <laughs> and, and we have you on for a special treat because you're going to talk to us about Peloton and Fight Camp yes. because you use both. Two of my biggest so, passions. I can't wait to hear all about it. So tell us first how you found Peloton. Sure. Um, in the spring of 2016, I was a member of a very dynamic gym um, that really catered to people who like to do Spartan races and other obstacle course races like Tough Mudder oh, and things like that. Yeah. And uh, my husband and I were very into that scene for about four years from like about 2015 to 2019. And we only had to give up that lifestyle really last year because we both had certain health issues and minor surgeries and whatnot and nothing major, but enough that it it interfered with our race schedule and our training schedule. So anyway, we both would go to this gym and they had awesome boot camps. They had Spartan training. They had uh, a boxing program, which relates to fight camp, which I'll get into more of that later as well. (laughs) But the one thing they did not have was spinning. And I have loved spin classes all through my college years, 20s, had gone to the Mott on and off. They weren't as widely available uh, back in, you know, the early 2000s. It's not like today where there's like a boutique spinning studio on every corner. Um, But but when I could find one, I, I definitely would go. So I was talking with this couple at the gym and we were saying, yeah, like that's the one thing we really miss from our training is that we don't have spin classes. And and the husband said, hey, have you heard of this at-home spin bike called Peloton? And I said, no. And he showed me a commercial on his phone and he said he and his wife had just gotten one and it's amazing. And (laughs) I was like very intrigued by it. And I went to the Short Hills Mall, which is probably a half hour from my house. And I tried it out in the uh, Peloton boutique store there and I just fell in love with it. So 
It was delivered July of 2016. So I think me and you and me, Crystal, we've been using it about the same amount of time. Oh my gosh. We're, <laughs> we're Peloton soul sisters. I yes, love it. Yes. And at first it was funny because it took me about a good year to really get into Peloton. I would ride it here and there. I do it for my morning cardio, <laughs> but it took me over a she's... year to get to my first hundred rides. I wasn't like. I enraptured I, by the whole Peloton thing right away. We are think, no longer yeah. Peloton soul sisters. She's retracting <laughs> it. <laughs> it's so true. I don't know what it was. I hadn't discovered the Facebook groups yet and the online community. So I didn't have, or like the instructor pages or anything like that. So I was just kind of going on my own and it took me a while didn't, to really warm up to it. Um, but well, you probably didn't have much direction if you weren't following along on the yes. any of the Facebook groups. And so I can totally understand that. Just kind of like, yeah. where, what do you do next? And there's there's so much that it can be overwhelming Very if true. you don't have a direction. So yeah, I, I can get I. Okay. All right. I get it now. You'll, you'll allow it? Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. We, we will continue the interview. Thank you. I'll start. Thank you. For let me start the record. Me. Let me start the recording back up. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. Yeah. Everyone knows I don't really control the equipment. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, touch that's... any of that. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> okay. okay. So then, so then how did you find fight camp? All right. So this also kind of goes back to that gym that I was a member of. A year later, in 2017, in the summer, I was just scrolling along my Facebook feed and I saw this ad for an at-home boxing system. And it looked very intriguing. And I, I must mention that, that at the gym that I was attending, they had a really good kind of separate, but he worked in their gym, uh, boxing instructor. And I took small group instruction from him. Uh, private, you know, one-on-one -on -one training sessions from him. And I just, I love boxing. I feel like it's, it's so empowering. You feel so strong and it's a great stress reliever. And so anyway, this instructor decided to move with his fiance to Florida. So uh -oh. they weren't going to replace him. So it was like, oh no, now I'm losing my boxing, you know, and that's something that I really enjoyed and I really felt was very good for my endurance and muscle and cardio strength at the same time. And now I was like, no, what do I do now? So I happened to see this Facebook ad. Again, this was like the summer of 2017. And it looked like a small startup company. So I started to look a little deeper and I read a couple of reviews. And the first review said, this is kind of like the Peloton of the boxing world. <laughs> and that, you know, hooked me right there. So then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely reading more about this. Let me see, you know, what does it entail? How do you do it? How do you have a leaderboard with boxing? And the whole system really, their whole like way of tracking punches and whatnot really intrigued me. And I watched a couple of their videos and the instruction, the instruction looked very solid. You could tell the coaches were all very experienced. And then I saw another review comment. And now Tommy Duquette of, of Fight Camp, I've spoken with him, you know, several times over the years. He does not even know this story. This is kind of a little, I don't know, maybe a little oh, embarrassing nope. story for him. Oh, a little behind <laughs> For you or for him? Who's going to get embarrassed? For him. Here? For him. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe for I him too. It. I don't know. <laughs> But basically, the second comment 
that I saw that was like a, a review is Tommy, and I'm paraphrasing here, but Tommy, I'm so proud of you. You have started such a wonderful company. You are following your dreams, and I know you can do anything. And it was by a lady named Nancy Duquette, and I deduced that that was his mom. <laughs> and of course, it was his mom. And that just like got me in the heartstrings. And I was like, wow, here's this young guy. And he's starting, you know, had a really good idea to kind of do this interconnected boxing workout, which wasn't on the market yet. And here's, you know, always the moms are always in the back and the dad's like, you know, good for you, honey, you know, go for it. And that's very much how I am as a parent. And I'm a teacher and I'm very, I try to be very encouraging to my own kids and my, my students. So that really kind of hooked me. So then I'm like, all right, let me see what 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 this whole thing entails. What I hear there is she's like, I like to be encouraging and supportive, but just in case, I also want to know how to box. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I teach middle school. Sometimes I need some moves. Hey, it's good to be prepared. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, that's a fabulous yeah. story. So oh, did you did you. you end up buying it like right away then? I didn't. I bought At this time, it was so early in their company's history that things weren't sold as a set the way they are today. Like today, it's like a whole system. Okay. And I I wasn't sure what I needed. I knew I didn't need gloves because I already had gloves from boxing in the gym. Okay. I had a small punching bag at home that was actually my children's like play thing that they would beat on. And I thought, well, for the time (laughs) being, I could use this. The punching bag literally came up to about my chin. I had to punch down to even make any connection with this thing. So that bag was quickly replaced with a fight camp bag (laughs) (laughs) after I saw that it was just not working out. Um, But I did purchase the hand wraps. Yes, that's the thing. The hand wraps, you can insert the little punch trackers into them on the back of your wrist, as you know, Crystal, I'm sure. Yes, And, yes. you know, wrap it up and then put your gloves over it. And that's really kind of like the best part for me because I don't know. I, I love that tracking system. I just find it very motivating. It's very gratifying to mm. have have the numbers go up right in front of you. Yes. Um, so you can you can see and especially as you're like winding down and you have sure. like your goal count and you you know, they like do that burnout at the end of a lot of the rounds. And yes, yes. like it really pushes you to <laughs> must beat the number. <laughs> exactly. That's my whole thing. Like I just need to uh, meet or exceed that punch count number. Yes. Yes. That's very important to and, me. And it's funny because I'm not a huge big leaderboard person on Peloton. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm kind of just like, yeah, whatever. I check it out to see how many people have ridden today or how many of my friends have taken this ride. But then I'm just like, I don't give a shit, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> if I come in, if I come in last place, I come in last place. But with the punch count on Fight Camp, I really do like to see that, um, you know, that punch count tracker. Yeah. Yeah, but that's less of a leaderboard thing because you're not really competing against somebody else. Yeah. It's like a goal that they've set for you in a way. It's almost like, I I guess, like cadence or resistance. Like you want to. Yeah, it's like a it's like a benchmark. It's like a benchmark that's like it's almost like a game because you have to. 
you don't actually have to beat it to go to the next level, but like your brain sees it as I got to beat it to get to the next level. Yeah. Or at least yes. mine does. Maybe that just says something about me. I don't know. Same with me. But <laughs> it's not a benchmark. It's a, it's a punch mark. That's right. It's a punch mark. <laughs> it's a punch mark. <laughs> Very true. And, and they do have the leaderboard, but it's not live like Peloton is. So you see it at the end of right. your, you see where you came in at the end of your, your class. Do you pay attention to that piece of it? Not really. No, maybe that's how it is alike to, for me, for yeah, just like the Peloton one. Like I really, I'm more kind of nosy. I just like to see like who's riding or who took this class already <laughs> and see if they like it, if they would recommend it. But that's really it. Um, I don't know. Uh, my motto kind of is like fun and fitness. I, I love fitness, but I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. I did a lot of that for many years, being in different races, training for different events. And I'm 44 now. I'm kind of like, you know, I want to move for an hour every day, even more on the weekends. Like if I, if I'm not working, cause I love to, and it's healthy, but other than that, I'm good. I don't need to like beat anybody. <laughs> I, I get that. I really get that because I feel like I've gone through stages with the Peloton. When I first got the Peloton, I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to go up this leaderboard and I'm going <laughs> to right. kick some butt. And then I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not. Like <laughs> I am at the very bottom of the leaderboard. And then and then it became, well, I'm going to get stronger. Like I'm right. going to do all these athletic things. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, all I ever do is work out. And then it became like I had to instead of I wanted to. And it exactly. sucked the fun out. Yes. And now I'm back to just like, I just want to do all the things for fun because I keep doing them then. And yes, that's the that's, biggest motivation that's the key to it. for me, you know? Yeah. Because if you're not having fun and you don't enjoy coming back to it, you're then not going what's the to. Point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because ultimately the motivating factor is, you know, health and living longer. Right. Yes. So... And if it's just this giant ball of stress that's placed on your shoulders, right. then like that just feels like another to do. That's not fun. Exactly. Anymore. Exactly. And yeah. that's, you know, something that has evolved for me over the years. As I said, like if, if fitness was starting to become a chore or something else to add to my day and you don't perform your best then. So I took a step back from racing as I said, you know, my husband and I, we had a few, you know, just minor surgeries last year, but like I had like three dental surgeries and he had one on his thumb, one in his elbow, one on his eye. And it just kind of caused us to take a little bit of a breather from that lifestyle. And yeah. I just have to is, ask between, yes. I just have to ask because of the, the two surgeries, <laughs> you weren't biting him, were you? Is that... <laughs> No, well, it was just on okay. my teeth. <laughs> Leave it to Tom. <laughs> she had dental surgery. I will he had all these other things. I was my like, doctor. I think she's biting him. <laughs> Is he okay? That's all. Oh, jeez. That was a tough time. My One of my teeth. Oh, my gosh. I have extensive issues, but... uh. It broke off at work, oh. and I had to teach the rest of the day, <laughs> oh. <laughs> trying to keep blood ah. from not coming out of my mouth. And then Yikes. I ran to my oral surgeon, like, right after work, and I was like, please help me. So, yeah, you know, stuff Yikes. happens, I guess, as you get older. My husband had several injuries as a young guy in his college years and 20s that never quite healed right. 
And at the age we are, 44, 45, arthritis was starting to set in. And yeah, so he had to, to have like some things like scraped out, a little scar tissue scraped out here and there. And again, thank goodness they were not major things, but it was just enough to kind of have us take a little breather. But I do have to say, you know, the running community, the obstacle course racing community, I was also into triathlons for many years. They are awesome communities, just like Peloton and Fight Camp, too. Like, it's it's I, really neat the way you make friends kind of everywhere you go, which is awesome. I have not done anything with the obstacle course uh, community, but the triathlete community has been always been, not always, like, when I say always, I mean in the last year that I dabbled in it. Uh-huh. Uh, it was it was very supportive locally, and, and I get the impression it's like that in little pockets everywhere. It's just not a giant national, a nationwide community in the same way right. the Peloton is. Yes, um, definitely. I'm curious about... Your take on obstacle course races versus triathlons, because I've always been interested in doing the obstacle courses, but they seem more intense than a triathlon. Like a triathlon seems more about like Endurance. you competing against you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and those obstacle courses seem more like whoever gets to the beginning first. You know, you know what I mean? It I just do. seems more like a intense competition. Yes. Um, I feel they're kind of like apples and oranges. Um, okay. They both are very intense, but in their own ways, I believe. And this is just my opinion. Someone else who does both might have a totally different take on it. But I sure. feel like triathlon, the sport of triathlon is more about endurance. It's about how long, how fast you can go. Obstacle course racing is more about strength during the obstacles and endurance because most of them are held on mountains. I'm not sure. With Spartan races, that's the case anyway. And so you're going up and down that mountain. So it's not just like flat terrain in between each obstacle where you could just run to the next thing. Like you're climbing. You're really hiking. Really, the elite athletes, they, they run it. They're so fast. But most other regular folks just hike in between or maybe trot or jog in between the obstacles. So, and then you stop, you do the obstacle and what sort of obstacles are there? Oh, there's a lot of things. There's like, you can, you need to carry one that's called the Atlas carry and you carry this big cement ball across, you know, a field, put it down, do five burpees, pick it up and bring it back to the starting point. Like that's one obstacle. And willingly, like you do this willingly. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know. Go on. My husband and I and our friends, we always say, like, why do we pay to do this? Like, <laughs> this seems like a good idea at the time when we were signing yeah. up. And now it's like, oh, man, you know. But at the end, it's such a sense of accomplishment, and it's a lot of fun. I don't mind getting dirty. I love that. Like, I'm just, you know, a pretty not vain person. Not, I'm not very self-conscious because <laughs> some of it is through mud. Um, yeah. H- hence the name like Tough Mudder and things like that. And they have a, a lot of push and pull obstacles a lot. There's one in Spartan called the Hercules Hoist where you pull a rope that's attached to a sandbag and of varying weights. They have one weight for men, one for women, but you could do whichever one you want. And you have to pull it up to a certain pole where it hits like a point and then slowly release it to the ground. They have ones where kind of like monkey bars and you're climbing, you know, monkey bars type things across 
I don't know how many, like 15, 20 rungs or something like that. Those ones, mm. the, the monkey bar ones are very tough for me. So yeah. I either receive assistance from my husband if it's allowed. Some races allow it, some don't. Or mm. you have a penalty. If you can't complete an obstacle, you can opt to, to do 30 burpees as your penalty. So usually oh. I end up taking the burpees on the hard yeah I, the ones that are harder boy, for me yeah that's a tough choice though because i really hate burpees. <laughs> i know me too <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so, fascinating yeah it's a lot of fun and as i said the community is really great they're really personable and supportive no matter what level of athlete you are like i'm not a very strong athlete i just like to do stuff and it takes me a long time to complete these races, but that's part of the fun of it. I bet you that you're probably a better athlete than you think. It's just because of the nature of the activities that you're involved in. You're surrounded by people who who are probably really, really good at it. Yeah. And yes. so you feel yes. in, in juxtaposition to those people <laughs> like you're not that good at it. But like if you just compared yourself to just anybody, reg regular old people. I think you'd find that you're probably a lot better at it than you think. Aww. Yeah. In other words, well, you'd you. kick you'd kick our butts. Yeah. Especially, uh, especially mine. I don't think yeah. So. Crystal, you're very strong on the bike. I see. You know, we follow each other. Uh, <laughs> yes, we do. But I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to go with you're probably stronger and faster than I am. I'm, I'm kind of like a little bit of a turtle in all these areas. So, so. am I. Yes. <laughs> I even have a little turtle tattoo. Because I'm so <laughs> slow in my running races, but that's okay. I like to do it. Like people always ask me, do you check your stats at, after the race? I do check my overall time because I like to try to improve on my time from months before years or the year before or whatnot. After that, I don't care. Like I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I'm probably last in my age group. I don't know. And, and sometimes people who are in the communities that I, I'm in, they just are incredulous at that. They like can't believe that I'm not tracking every statistic and every minute and every transition and every race. And I'm like, I just, I find signing up for races motivates me because it gives me a goal and it helps with my training because then I know, okay, I have to be prepared for this. I can't skip my fight camp workout today. I can't skip my cardio on my Peloton. I have to build that endurance. So that's been very helpful over the years. Well, I think you have a great attitude about it because I like races. I love that sense of accomplishment. I yes. also put way too much pressure on myself and I freak yes. out. Like Tom, Tom can't stand <laughs> when I sign up for races because I'm a mess. Uh -huh. <laughs> so. I hear you and I understand that too. And I've been there at times myself, you know, and then I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? This is supposed to be for fun and fitness and right. health. So I, I, I think I spent like last year, I think once we had, you know, the minor surgeries, like just saying I'm kind of done with it. Not that I'm done with races forever, but I'm done with putting that pressure on myself. Uh, I love you. you working out like you got, you know, like you do, Crystal. <laughs> she almost said you guys. Yeah. Sorry, no, Tom. It's got to be singular. <laughs> It's funny because we're both very competitive, but she approaches it differently because she's like going to try and tackle it and figure out what it is. And I'm like, I don't like to lose. Therefore, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> he competes in things he's very good at, yeah. like like trivia contests. Okay. That he's, okay. You know, and then and then he's very good at them and he does 
he does very well with that. And I'm like, hey, I'll be the person that writes down the answers. <laughs> there you go. Which which works out well because with my handwriting, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter if I knew the answer. No one would be able to read it, and I'd still get it wrong. I actually have a funny little tidbit that Tom might appreciate if it's okay if I okay. share it. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So last year. My husband and I were going to homecoming for Peloton, and I was trying to describe to my colleagues at work what this whole thing was, what this weekend in New York City was all about, what we were doing. So I have one of my teacher friends who we've taught together for 18 years, and he's very into comic books. And I said, it's kind of like <laughs> Comic-Con, but yes. for Peloton. And That's exactly right. Yeah. But his question to me is, are you going to dress up as the bike? <laughs> <laughs> know the instructor yeah, silly like, yeah honestly people people love to get the outfits that the instructors are wearing they so it do. does have it there does still go. have that element right because we we all go to the boutique and buy all the things the yeah. instructors are wearing That's so we true. are still doing that <laughs> and that. we yeah just, and we get all dressed up for the big uh the big party you know we all get I dressed told, up for that yes that's what i told him <laughs> and explained and i said you know last year we had the musical guest of beck it was really cool and they still they just my colleagues will like send me memes of like people in bike costumes all the time just <laughs> rolling down the street or you know that's so hilarious they like to tease me yeah it's fun <laughs> that's funny okay so sorry i kind of i took us down a very a little different path that i had originally intended so i apologize for that but no problem um given that you have all this stuff at home now how are you yes. combining your workouts now what does a typical week look like that's a great question i do have to say that that spartan obstacle course racing gym that i went to for about four years unfortunately they closed the oh. yeah and as of them closing the only things i had at home were the peloton bike and the fight camp and the owner sold it to a different person and this person did like a very different direction of a gym which okay good for them you know i think that's awesome but it was also a little far from my house so i thought if it's really not something that i'm going to be interested in and using every day or almost every day then why continue my membership there so it was tough but in like 2018 they you know they switched owners and they they changed so now i was like okay do i go to a new gym, more CrossFit places, more gyms were popping up around me. And I thought, well, let me see what I can do with the Peloton at home. I was also getting the tread. I got the tread. Oh, oh. I believe it was January of 2019. Was that when they came okay. out? Yes. Yeah, yes. That's because I had pre-ordered and everything. Same. Um, yeah. <laughs> Much to my husband, like, where is this giant machine going to go <laughs> in our house? <laughs> but we fit it. We fit it. We have uh, like a basement finished family room that when my children were little, it used to house like their big toys, like the, the play kitchen and the art easel and all these, you know, the art table <laughs> and stuff. And now they're 16. They don't need that crap anymore. So I'm like, right, let's move this out. My tread's going in here. <laughs> <laughs> so I put my tread yeah. there and I made more of a home gym. I have the fight camp bag there. 
I have some free weights that I do when I do boot camps. I have, you know, a big TV that I can cast onto and a mirror so I could check my form. And then my Peloton bike is actually upstairs in my room because that I need to be able to roll out of bed and just hop on in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it just serves me better <laughs> as a place in my house. Um, so I kind of, yeah, I didn't join another gym. I just made like a, a home gym. And so now what I do is I make sure that I have it three days a week, sometimes four of strength training because I feel like that's something, especially for women of a certain age, that we need to keep our bones strong. Um, yes. My mom suffers terribly from osteoporosis. And, you know, I, I, we're very alike in our looks, in our demeanor, in our stature, everything. And, and I really don't want to have that situation. She's unfortunately fallen many times and broken many bones. Aww. Uh, Aww. she's eight, she, she's 84. So she's doing fine. She's healed and everything, but it's, it, it's been like a tough, like eight years for her. And I know part of that is because, you know, she has osteoporosis like many women do. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that's the one thing that I insist on is the strength training. And that can be from Peloton strength, boot camps and free weights. I have some streaming videos that I like to use. And then the rest is kind of whatever I feel like in the mood for that day. I like to move between 30 and 60 minutes. So even if I'm tired, I can always convince myself, okay, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It's not going to be the end of the world. You can get through this. And so that might be a ride, a run, fight camp, obviously, is great for cardio. And so that's how I do it. I just kind of feel like whatever I feel like doing that day. There's been a few programs that I have used with fight camp because they have three available now. And I'm on the third one, which is the kickboxing program, which I'm loving. Oh, my God. It's so awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm excited to try that. I haven't, I've, I've kind of committed to finishing the prospect path before I do okay. the, the kickboxing one, but I, I really uh-huh. want to try it. <laughs> yeah. Well, only because so Lloyd, Lloyd Dobler says it's the sport of the future. Yeah. That's Lloyd right. Dobler told exactly. Me. <laughs> he, was, he was doing social distancing by holding that radio out, radio outside yeah. for 30 I, years I think now. She, think she was doing the social distancing. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> <laughs> Kickboxing, sport of the future. That's a great line. What, it yeah. is. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. Some of its superstars include Don the Dragon Wilson. Oh, okay. Tom, Tom just I, launched in. He's going to do can, the whole movie. I can do the whole movie. I know you can. <laughs> I don't want to buy anything processed or sold or process anything bought or sold. Bought okay. or sold. Or, I just want to hang yeah. with your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so definitely speak, between the two of you, yeah. you could do the whole movie. Yeah, we could speak in movie quotes. That's totally fine I, with me. Yeah, uh, I I do love that movie. That is one of my favorites. Yeah, don't be a guy. A, <laughs> don't the, be a guy. The world's full of guys. <laughs> Joe, hello, Joe. I love you. <laughs> Oh, now we got to watch that movie again. <laughs> we just I watched know, it not too right? long ago. I know. Reminding me of it. <laughs> oh, so good. It is so good. Uh, so do you have preferred instructors in one or both of these different platforms? Well, for Fight Camp, my favorite is Tommy, you know, the founder. And uh, my other favorites are Shaney Smash 
and yeah. Flowmaster. And I, out of the three of them and actually all the instructors, I find Shaney to be the hardest. She's like, she's a tough lady. Oh my goodness. She is a tough lady. She really likes those planks, doesn't she? Yes, she does. <laughs> the punching planks. Oh my goodness. Yes. Holy, Holy cow. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> she like kicks my butt so hard. I mean, yep. I was watching like because the instructors have bios bio videos on the fight camp app and you can get to know you know a little bit about them and Flowmaster has a great story about growing up being bullied becoming a dancer actually a, a break dancer to kind of ward off the bullies as a young teenager and then followed dance and you know came to cali and became interested in boxing and they all That's have just, interesting- you know, great stories <laughs> That's just an interesting journey because normally the path isn't like, oh, I'm getting bullied. I think I'll dance. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, that that cool. will stop them. Yeah, I think he cool probably. Mates. I think he is wildly misinterpreted the lesson of West Side Story. But she said break dancing, <laughs> so he took he took his athleticism and made dance yes. work with that athleticism. But, it's not, no, I I don't disagree, but. All dance is super athletic. I know, it's but just, break dancing has that cool factor, right? To it, totally. You know? It's just, it's just kind of funny slash a little sad <laughs> that like it has to be. Not that there's anything wrong with break dancing, but that uh, it has to be break dancing to be seen as. I know. As it's worthy. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what totally. He was explaining in his little bio video was that I think it earned the respect of the people who are bullying him. It earned him the respect and the you know the street credibility and things like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, there's always been this weird thing with dance to where it's like people like really love people who can dance, but if you say that you're like going to learn to dance, like you get made fun of for True. for guys a lot of times, you know. But it's like, but if a guy can dance, they're like, oh, that's great. But it's the learning to dance. Yeah, that's the lame part, which is dumb. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that stigma still exists today. You know, I think probably I think it's still there. I think probably less so just because I think there's so many more accepted activities yeah. for kids to participate in. That's I true. definitely agree with that. Than there used to be, but but, but yeah. back to what you were saying Sorry. about it. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We're, and I we're all over the place tonight. I, know. <laughs> I like um Shaney because, you know, she's a mama, she understands, you know, the working mom whole thing. And was a single mom for a while, and so was I. So I really relate to that as well. And Tommy, he's just a kid from Boston. Like, I love that because my husband is a New Englander, and he's just a great trainer. Like, I really love the instructional videos that are through the prospect path. And then you'll even see more in the contender path and and the kickboxing, too. That's great. I feel like they all uh, explain things very well and explain what they want you to do. I really appreciate that level of instruction. Me too. And I feel like the one main kickboxing coach is, I believe, Aaron Swenson. And he's a doll too. He really explains things very thoroughly and clearly. And I really am enjoying it. So as long as it continues to be fun and fitness, that's my motto. (laughs) And how about for Peloton? Oh, God, Peloton, I love everybody. I'm, <laughs> I do. I find it hard to sometimes, you know, narrow it down. Like, who do I want to take today? 
Um, sometimes I'll actually roll a die and be like, okay, <laughs> if it lands on two, I'll do this instructor, three, this instructor. And, but some of my favorites are Maddie Majacomo for the tread and yes. Jess Sims for the tread and boot camps. And for the bike, I love, um, Sam Yo. I'm into him lately. I think he's adorable and he's just so sweet. He's got great music and I really like his instructional cues. Yeah. I've only taken one class with him so far. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just hadn't worked out with my schedule. His voice. Yes. I like his really voice. Throw, it throws me though. It really? doesn't. Yeah. Because it doesn't look like it should be coming out of his mouth. Like, do you ever, <laughs> do you ever have that experience? Like, and it's not, it's not just the accent. It's, it's like the tenor, okay. like how, how deep his voice is with the accent. Uh-huh. Like he he looks like he's like really tough. And then his voice <laughs> is very like relaxed. Yeah, like kinda, so no, sweet. I, yeah. I, yeah. It's like it's very gentle. And so it just doesn't like it's it kind of throws me off when he's talking okay. not in a bad way right, but it right. just kind of it just kind of catches me off guard when he's talking <laughs> yeah it's funny because you you're, it's true you don't expect that voice to come out of that body but i'm not been enjoying him uh lately i also love cody of course he's one of my faves <laughs> of and i take classes a lot with christine uh jss love her yes jersey girl and uh just anybody. Like I like Alex Toussaint. I really, I don't think I've ever had a bad instructor. Like I love all their personalities. Miss Allie Love. She's awesome. So So the whole crew, the whole crew, I really do. I enjoy (laughs) each of them. And sometimes it just depends on the mood. Okay. Do I want like a fun and flirty ride? Okay. Let me take Cody. Uh, Do I want to work my butt off and like have a really hard ride? Let me take Olivia Amato. Like she's, she's really hard. (laughs) Yeah, like she's got a little bit. She she does not stay on the cues very long, and so it's it's really hard to follow the cues because they go so fast, so yes. fast, so fast. Yes, and yeah. she's just fast. I mean, just yes. running everything. She's yes. like a little firecracker. Like it's it's she is. It's crazy, but it's a lot of fun. I try to keep up. I don't always, but that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, what is your leaderboard name? My leaderboard name is Joni Jet. J-O-A-N-I-E-J-E-T-T. And obviously, it's my first name. And then it's uh, an homage to one of my heroes, who is Joan Jett, the musician. The Jetsons. Oh, no. (laughs) Yours makes more sense. I never thought of it that way. (laughs) And is it the same thing on Fight Camp? No, Fight Camp, it's Joni Young, uh, which Mm -hmm. is what it was in... Peloton for a long time, but then I realized that was probably boring. I should pick something new. And <laughs> I just haven't changed it yet in Fight Camp, but I will soon. To Joni Jab. Fight Jett. Camp, you should, you should be Joni Jab. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. If, o- if only you could have seen the jab he gave yeah. while he was saying it. Awesome. Count- it counts as working out, right? <laughs> I do shadow box. So. Awesome. Everyone can leave me alone now. <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So do you have any other uh, go-to workouts that you're adding in today? So you said you have, you do the boot camps like, and the free Jesus, weights. Jesus, what and do you want from her, I'm honey? Just, like, she's got... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've got a wide variety. I do. And, I love and I did- the whole area arena of fitness. You know, some moms cross-stitch or scrapbook. I love to cook. I love to, like, punch a bag, and I love to sweat and get muddy. 
So it's a little different. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I hope your kids appreciate that. Oh, yeah. They kind of, they're like, eh. But I have been getting them since yeah. we've been home together to do uh, Peloton yoga with me. So that's been a Ooh. lot of fun. Yeah. And they're cute. They're goofy. We'll have our leg in the air and my son will give foot high fives to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 16, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's yeah. more than ours are doing. <laughs> yeah. So they don't, I really they have don't to move. Tell them. I'm like, come on, guys, you have to move today a little bit. <laughs> At least walk across the floor. Yes, please. <laughs> Go downstairs, you know. Um, but so, uh, I was just going to say, I also recently got a tonal. So I'm very excited <gasps> about that. And that's definitely helping did? with my strength training. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so I've well, been adding that have, in too. Yeah, that's You are loaded awesome. for bear. I am. And like now I never have to join another gym because I have right? it all. The, got, well, and Yeah, there's not much else you need. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm totally satisfied. And my husband always went to a gym down the street and he just did his own thing. He would ride the Peloton bike once in a while, but he was never really into like my home equipment. And now with COVID... He's been using all the equipment. So I'm like, welcome to Joni Young's Gym for Muscles. The first month's <laughs> payment is $39.99. Because <laughs> I've also, so, like, I've worked and saved my money. I've been teaching 20 years. I've, I've paid for everything on my own. Like my husband and I, we, we kind of separate our finances. We split the bills, but you know, we're divorced and remarried. Well, we're not divorced from each other, but we're a remarriage okay. <laughs> and kind of like you and Crystal, like a blended family. Yeah, sure. And, uh, so everything I have purchased, done it by myself with my own money. So I'm like, you may use this. However, <laughs> this is how much I'm just kidding. I would never charge him. But, it's, but even if you did, what a great deal. Yeah. But it's also <laughs> yes. interesting that like, so you had all this stuff and he was still going to the gym? Yeah, yes. that's fascinating. Yes. I think he wanted to escape us a little bit. And that's okay. Oh. Everybody needs their hour a okay. day of quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that too. Yeah. But. So it is like not really anymore because my kids are older, but when they were younger, you know, middle school age or whatever, when I was starting to really put this home gym together, I would get interrupted. Or even now, like my dog will interrupt me. So that's probably the only downfall of having yeah. a home gym. And, and he just likes that away time just, you know, for an hour. Sure. It's not far. He just, it's like a little $10 a month type gym and he gets a lot out of it. So he was really sad when it had to close down for, you know, for the time being. And, sure. uh, but he's really been keeping up great with his workouts at home, too. So I'm very proud of well, him. That's, well, that's good. And I get that if that's been your kind of ritual. Yeah. That yeah. like you have you you have factored that into your to your life and you're used to it and you like it. And, right. I mean, I get that. Well, right. according to him, apparently my son and I talk a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even know what he's talking about. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, well, you're a yeah, teacher, so, so he likes to be alone for an hour a day with his headphones in. <laughs> Just have some quiet time. Sure. Yeah. So uh, do you do you have any advice for uh, for newbies? Well, for Peloton for newbies, I would say you know try everything. Just spend a few weeks. Don't jump into a program right away. Spend a few weeks getting to know your bike. 
trying out all the different instructors, seeing what kind of music motivates you, if that's something that you are into, and the different types of classes. See what your goals are. If your goal is for a race or if it's just for fun and fitness, you might have different types of rides you might want to try. So just try everything out. For fight camp, I would definitely say start with the prospect path because you really learn the types of punches and the form that you should be using and do each class a couple of times. Some of them are very short, just instructional videos, but you really should have that type of training. I think, you know, really what it's referred to, to be safe, not to strain anything or pull anything and to just have a fun time with it. Awesome. That's fabulous. Good advice. advice. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well, uh, I guess before we go, where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found? Sure. On Facebook, I'm Joni Young. Just very simple, my name. On Instagram, I'm Tough Mutter Mom One. All one word. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm so embarrassing to my kids, probably. Um, But that's really it. That's the only uh, types of social media that I use. Perfect. Awesome. And we're all embarrassing to our kids. Oh, yeah. I mean... (laughs) Our kids are embarrassed by us, and I'm really cool. <laughs> you are. And humble. So Chris right. And humble. So, like, if someone as cool as me is an embarrassment to their kid, I mean, what odds do Seriously. regular folks have? I know. <laughs> well, I don't thank think, you so you much. Know, I was okay. going to say, I just don't think they get it. Everybody thinks their parents are dorks when you get yes. to a yeah, certain age. It, T- well, but I was it's like, also like, I was cool once. You don't understand. Yeah, I was but, cool but once. they grew up. They grew up around us, right. so they don't. They don't see anything special or unique that's about us. They kind of just assume whatever whatever <laughs> soup they live in is right. just that, that's, that's normal. That's normal to them. And so, like, it doesn't like you. It doesn't matter who who the parent is. It could be an astronaut or whatever. Oh, sure. It's just like, oh yeah, Dad's gone for two weeks. He's in. Have space. you guys seen how Rob Lowe's uh, sons yeah. roast him on Instagram? Oh, that is so funny. So funny. I love that. It is. They're really funny. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, for the kids, it's like it's yeah, like your parents are just who they've who's always been there. It's the only world, you know. So, of course, you take them for granted. Exactly. Human nature. So, well, we think you're cool, Joni. Thanks. (laughs) I appreciate it. This was such an awesome opportunity for me. I I was really surprised and, and flattered and pleased. Oh, well, I think it's it's you are a perfect fit. So thank you so much Aww. for taking the time to do this. Yes. Thank oh, you so no much. Problem. For, for thank you. I'm honored. I waved to you guys last year at homecoming, but you were, you know, surrounded by people and I didn't want to take up your time, but I waved to you and I kind of mouthed like, thank you for your podcast because I really Aww. love it. It's like the highlight of my week. I love listening to it. Oh, well, you are you. so sweet. And if we ever go back to homecoming, I'm assuming it will be on again next year. And if you go, hopefully, then yes. hopefully we will see you. And also Definitely. we're having a Zoom. We're having a Zoom call tomorrow night. So if you'd like to oh, stop me. in, please feel free. It'll be fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Right. I very well, well may do have, that. Yes. Good. All right. Well, you have a good evening, Jody, And uh, we thank will talk you. soon. I'll keep you in the loop of when everything's going to post and all that stuff. So. Okay. Awesome. Thank you again so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Tom, too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. So uh, I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we have a special treat. We have Carrie 
Gormley. Awesome. So uh, she had us on her podcast and then we oh, had her. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, her podcast is called The Flourishing Experiment. And we were able to be on her. Po- she asked us to be on. And then yes. and then we enjoyed talking to her so much. We were like, Carrie. Yeah, it was come a lot on of fun. over here and talk to us on our podcast. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. So I wasn't supposed to be on it. I accidentally ended up crashing. Yeah, it. Tom crashed my first podcast appearance without Tom, but he crashed. So it became she asked me i didn't crash i i came down to help you with something real quick uh-huh and then she was like oh tom's here uh-huh no he did that totally is how it <laughs> happened i'm just making him feel bad that is totally how it happened <laughs> so uh so you have that to look forward to until then uh, where can people find you people can find me at facebook.com slash crystal d o'keefe they can find me on twitter instagram on the bike and of course the tread at clip out crystal and you can find me on twitter at roger kubert or on facebook at facebook.com slash tom o'keefe you can find the show online at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page join the group wherever you're getting your podcast from be sure and uh, subscribe so you never miss an episode and of course sign up for the newsletter at the where you'll get all sorts of links and pictures and goodies sent directly to your inbox so it's nice and easy for you to find so uh, that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep pedaling and running Clip in.